ML Nation, episode 159. So it's important to find our own balance and balance our own emotion, including physical, because、um, we do believe health is number one. Without health, there nothing can be done. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host Simon Chan, where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. MLM Nation, this is Simon Chen, and we all know the benefits of having a home-based business like a network marketing, right? MLM, and one of the benefits is we get to save money from our taxes. We get legal legal tax deductions that no one else gets, and this is true almost in every country. Now, some countries you get to deduct more than others, but in almost every country you can de- deduct things like、um, part of your rent or your mortgage or your mobile phone bill, your internet, right? But the trick is you got to be organized and do it the right way. And I usually spend tons of time. You know, taking、uh, pictures of receipts and trying to organize them, and then print them out, spreadsheets. But now, things are so much easier with this thing called TaxBot. You definitely want to check it out. It's an app you can use on an iPhone, Droid, and all you have to do is, you know, take a picture of things, or when you're on, going to the meeting, press the button, and when you're traveling, it actually calculates all your miles, your kilometers you're traveling. And then at the end of the year, when you're about to meet your accountant, instead of doing all that work, you just go to the app and it'll print out a report. It does all the calculations, everything for you. It is super, super cool. So to learn more, go to mlnation.net forward slash tax. Okay, that's mlnation.net forward slash tax to learn more about it.、Uh, definitely check it out because it is a big, big game changer. And、uh, instead of wasting time doing all the admin work. Let the app do the work, so you can focus on prospecting and training your team. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan, and I am fired up to bring our special guest today, Susan Boucher Pion. Susan, are you ready to make it happen? Absolutely. Susan Boucher Pion is a concert pianist and a music instructor who immigrated from China with her family during her early twenties. She graduated from the most prestigious music school in the U.S. And received her PhD in piano performance and literature. Life was supposed to be good, but Susan found herself working 60 plus hours a week. She was teaching over 50 students a week, while at the same time she had to rehearse and play in concerts. Sometimes she had to drive four hours just to make a living. Most people would envy Susan's success, her education, her PhD, but she was searching for a better life, especially. Since her parents were about to retire, and she wanted to help them, and that's when she discovered network marketing. Susan Emily Nation, by the way, is also the wife of Aurelian, who is the first. You know, I got to practice my French that time. Boucher Pion.、Uh, Aurelian was also featured in episode one forty two. Definitely want to check that out. That was、uh, broadcast about six seven weeks ago. And for those who don't remember, Aurelian is the crazy Frenchy guy who served in freezing cold temperatures in the winter. So anyway. Susan, I know you're not as crazy as your husband, but I've given Emily a brief intro. But please share more about your background and how you came across network marketing.、Um, thank you so much for the wonderful introduction to the audience. And、uh, hi, everyone. And、uh, I'm very grateful for Simon gave us such a great platform and opportunity to share our story, and hopefully can give a great influence to other people to. Um, considering when their life opportunity bring this whole thing at their journey,、um, just as mentioned, since I was five, I started my piano learning, 
And uh, because my father is a conductor for opera, choir, and uh, um, orchestra, so I had a pretty good, strong music influence background. So since I was five, I started piano was not for hobby. It was not like uh, some other little kids learn for, for you know, for um, physical development, for brain development. It was just for musician path. So since I was eight, I was uh, on a boarding school away from home and leaving the boarding school with a bunch of kids as a prodigy school because at the time uh, from the school I was in um, each year they only audition uh, very limited numbers across the whole entire China and uh, handpick about seven to eight pianists uh, to study piano um, professionally. So we were living with a bunch of kids together our day and night um, it's like military school since we were eight. We will get up eight o'clock, uh, six o'clock, six a.m. and get ready and uh, shower all of that and uh, breakfast. Seven o'clock start having class and eight o'clock, eight o'clock start really practicing piano and all the way to eleven thirty and then lunch break and afternoon academic study as grammar and mathematics and um, history and ear training ensemble. So all kinds of a music training along with the other academic school works as well. And evening again, practicing. So since I was younger, all my life was smoothly with music. And I was very fortunate. I was, I'm was, i a very blessed kid because I do have the music talent. So systematically from uh, elementary middle school and the music middle school, and colleges, bachelor degree, master degree, doctor degree, and exchange program to Paris. So all my life was everything about the music, everything about art and history, and uh, also concertizing, being on the stage, competing, travel different countries. So I never really crossed my mind to do business like a direct sale uh, marketing, and all we called it um, MLM. So it's really um, different journey. Um, the wake-up call, it was, um, as you mentioned, it was my parents. I think everybody need have that moment, that hot button really hits you, that you couldn't fall in sleep. Then you know you, you have to do something different. So on the surface, I got my PhD, which I have a very beautiful life, and I don't have to really deal with the real life too much. And uh, basically just practicing and working and music and give my talent on the stage and transform what I have and uh, hopeful to get people to understand the music when I perform on the stage and hopefully to let them to feel moment of emotional ecstasy and get away from the reality as enjoyment or as relaxation or echoes to what's going on with their personal life, give them a sense of relieving because it music does have the healing power. So that was my uh, solely goal each time to be on the stage so until one day, um, somebody approached me with uh, our business. And um, I, to be honest with you, I thought I don't need it because I'm PhD. I can do uh, business in related with the music. That was something initially was in my mind because the trigger was, let me back a few steps. The trigger was um, when I was finishing my PhD and uh, got my job at the first uh, college, my mother's business was really going downhill really fast. Um, she used to make a very good money and uh, got 50% loss drastically. 
and then getting lower and lower and lower. And I just cannot imagine my mother, my father, going back to the work field and work for somebody else at sixty, at age of sixty-five. And um, I just cannot see it, and I just don't know what to do. So I was searching certain ways to do maybe do music festival or music management or music in business sort of things like this, and I never thought of doing other things because I don't know anything and I don't know anything about business. I'm not business savvy.、Um, so when the friend called me up with the opportunity, I said no. I said absolutely no, and I'm not interested. And、uh, I didn't get all my education. Uh, Um, down for this kind of a marketing, as not interested. But he said that you don't even know what it is, and you said no. And I said okay. Then I give you twenty minutes. I will come to New York City. You share it with me. If I think makes sense, then I will do it. So when we sh- when we came back to New York City with respect, because he's older, and in our culture we do respect the older a lot. So whether I agree or not, I. I need to give that respect. So, as I promised, I sit down with him for twenty minutes, and our conversation was very short. He was telling me American dream. I said I know that because I that's the reason why I came to America. But I said I'm not a, a newborn baby, so like cut to the point. So after he presented to me everything, not everything, very briefly, and I recognize it. This is something very different, and I do see、uh, the work ethic behind it. Is、uh, nothing gonna happen for chance? We do have to work, but this is different kind of work. And I see the possible rewarding can be really big, and there's no cap on the top. And I, with a leap of faith, as I would do it, because I just really thinking there's not much out there for me to pick it up with no background in the business training, the finance study of like people who would. Who would go to business school to learn all the accounting, finances, analysis, and of economic and trading? I just don't have it, and I don't have extra energy and time to go back to school to do that. So I do see and say, okay, if this is the way it is, I think I stand a chance, and the fair chance is I have so much to earn rather than to lose. And for that, with a leap of faith, I said I'm gonna do that choice, and then rest part of the history. So since then, never looked back. And really love this industry and learned a lot. Actually, still learning. <laughs> well, that's an amazing story.、Um, so you had no business experience. I mean, you're obviously,、uh, you know, you're a piano expert. How many hours of piano do you used to practice a day? Oh my goodness!、Um, when I was eight, we were practicing five hours a day minimum. Eight years and, old,、uh, five hours. Yes,、wow. five hours.、So、that was really just the five hours for piano, not including ear training, theory, ensemble, choir, and not including that.、Uh, was just five hours hands-on for piano. And then when we grown up with a more competitive so,、uh, surrounding, especially in the undergrad、um, for master degrees, etc. Well, of course, we have a, a more heavy academic studies and the dissertations papers. But we trying to have six to eight hours practicing. Sometimes before concerts and before recitals, heavy recitals, we practice even nine to ten hours. And I remember one time I was giving a recital in Paris.、Um, I I arrived earlier than the, my colleagues and my professors, 
I was practicing 10 hours a day for one week just to make sure everything in, in solid place. So if you ask a you know, concert pianist and people who, how many hours they practice, 8 to 10 is very normal for us. <laughs> that, is inc- <laughs> that is incredible. You know, it's like, to think about that amount of issue, you, most people work at a job 8 hours. By the time you're 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., you know, Susan, while you're doing work, going to lunch with your colleagues or whatever, she's sitting at the piano practicing. Um, so... Let me ask you something, because I think this is so cool about network marketing is that anyone can be successful and attracts people from all walks of life. You know, your husband has a very interesting background. You know, we have talked to stay-at-home moms, and now we've talked to a concert pianist. You know, did you feel that, even though you didn't have business experience, did you feel that that type of discipline um, of like being able to practice 8, 10 hours a day helped you in network marketing? And how did how did it how how yeah how did it over help you overcome the challenges? I think uh, for music world, as you mentioned, we have nothing in common with businesses, <laughs> so it's very interesting. But the two things uh, I believe one thing two things out of the music world really gave me the advantage in the mental level marketing. Is one thing is the pursuit of perfection, um, because music is very challenged music arts, especially for pianists. We are not talking about violins or cellos. They most of them they really blend into orchestra, and uh, but piano, for especially pianists, we are talking about hundred percent by ourselves on the stage. And the moment that we're practicing every day, people don't think about it. The practicing moment actually is to destroy and criticizing ourselves over and over. Because this is the kind of a music art that is different from um, painters or other sort of uh, profession. Because music, there is a demand of recreation on the moment. So whatever you practice, you practice phenomenal, you didn't practice enough. But in front of audience, you have to put everything out there and reproduce it. It's not something already done. You can just put up and to show it. So ballet and music have similar. At that moment, you have to create again. So every day, every time when we practice, we are doing very severe uh, self-criticism. And so in a lot of professions, they don't have to go through this. But we have to. If we can let our years slip it out of the mistakes that we are doing and doing the practicing on the stage it will be very ugly. So that's the one thing I pursued perfection. You know, success and, yeah. I'm sorry to cut you off. Like I just so impressed. Like success is all about mindset, right? And yes. having that mindset to just sit there. And I guess in the piano, like you can't quit. Like you said, if you're in the like uh in the orchestra, like you can quit for two seconds or one second, right? Like you can play, if you play a bad note or something, you don't play it that well, it may blend in. People don't notice. In the piano, can, yeah, the whole spotlight you, is on you. Every single split second, people are paying attention to you and you really can't quit. And you got to like be, if you start, you got to finish it off well. You have to put yourself together. And especially when the moment that you made a mistake, we always feel that moment on the stage. To the audience here, it's only maybe sometimes even not a second. It's 0.01 seconds. But to us, it feels like heart attack of centuries long on the stage. So we have to, especially when people have made mistakes, it's this courage of putting everything together and finish well. And don't get... Disappointed by what has happened, 
but hold yourself together and finish well. And that's the challenge of solo performance on for for piano. That's especially for pianists. It's very lonely to be on the stage, so you gotta have enough、um, enough strength, and I think inner strength to hold you through. So that's why being musician is sometimes it's very challenge for young musicians that that process become more and more by themselves and、uh, um, have that strength to hold like self esteem. On the stage and to go through everything, the you know, good moments and bad moments. I think that I benefit a lot. That I'm, I'm, I don't need anybody to criticize me because I'm hard on myself enough.、Hmm. What are the some you, you had mentioned Paris? What are some of the places you played in the around the world? Well, I played in Japan, Italy, France, China, America.、Um, where else I went? Um, Paris? Did I mention France? Yes,、yeah. France a lot, Italy a lot. Yeah, some Europe, mainly Europe and Asia. And how big are these audiences? How big are these concert halls? <laughs> well, we play concerts、uh, uh, when, especially we play with orchestra concertos.、Um, some concert halls are like one thousand to two thousand people.、Mm, very, very cool. <laughs> very. So. so <laughs> different venue, different venue, different size and different、uh, feeling. Because sometimes we play in the smaller set setting, in the art gallery, it's very in- intimidating because the audience is so close to you. But sometimes you have a big hall, and still you have to learn how to project yourself in the two thousand seats surrounding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, do you still play now that you've been successful in network marketing? Do you still play? I play,、uh, but just more than in the. With my、um, passion that I want to play, I'm very handpicked with things that I want to do, and I'm not forced to do. Because when we were early age about、uh, building our music career, we just have to do every single thing that can put ourselves up there, and you know, for opportunity for exposure. Is some of the event you really don't want to do, <laughs> but you have to do. But now I have a choice that I want to participate in this certain program. Then I can I can just go offer myself. And also sometimes I do volunteer concerts for certain people for for fundraising or arrange a concert. But for me, for now, if I want to play a big recital, to be very honest, I really have to. Uh, disconnect myself with phone call or email or text message because the moment when you practice, absolutely hands on. There's no mind for anything. All you think about how I create the music to communicate with my audience without speaking to them. So it's very different.、Mm. So if I so if I want to do recital, I have to give up some of my、um, work with the、uh, you know teamwork together with my husband and really just do. Piano, and that's there's no in between with the music world and the, what we do with the、um, direct sound marketing. It's sometimes what I see is there's no blank.、Mm. There has to be either either or, and if you want them both,、um, it's gonna be hard, and it's not gonna be good for everybody's benefit, including people who have hopes on you, right? Yeah, depend on you, yeah. So, how did you become successful? You, you know, obviously you're a music virtuoso. And you have no business experience. What were some of the challenges you faced initially, and how did you? Obviously, you're not a quitter, but what are some of the challenges you faced, and how did you overcome those challenges?、Um, first of all, my appearance was I'm a very petite. I'm small. <laughs> I'm not very tall woman, and I think usually when you're tall, you give that appearance of authority to people, and people kind of、uh, really want to listen to you. But I'm very petite, I'm small, and、uh, all I do is music. So at the beginning, 
I do have people um, judging me by my profession. They just don't believe I know this field and I know what I'm talking about. Truly, I wasn't probably. I wasn't really doing in the right way. I think I we did a lot of mistakes to learn all the curves and especially uh, what is right, what is wrong. And it doesn't matter what your mentor tells you. It's about your hands-on experience. So I think the fundamental one thing is believe in yourself. You can be better. And uh, when I overcome this objection, it's very, very simple for me. If somebody will not recognize what I'm recognizing, I would have somebody. Because if I'm as PhD with music, recognize this field, and have a need of developing myself and to earn extra income for my family, somebody else will be in a similar boat. They may not speak out loud. It just matter how I discover them or how I can let them to open up to me to see there is a need and there is urgency. Because if I'm PhD can join this field, somebody else will be PhD also jump in this field. So I'm looking for somebody else that's like me that will help them because there's so many people. So um, this is the one thing that my attitude and my my mind gonna tell me. This person is not. That's okay. Somebody else will be okay. But emotionally, I just have to have that hard skin that I put myself on the stage when I made a mistake. I have to be able, you know, I probably gonna feel um, angry or upset for somebody said no to me. Then I'm shaking, especially for some people who are close to me. But I will. I learn how to get over that. And I learned that from playing music because I know I made a mistake. Okay, stage, there's still 30 minutes of program. You need to finish, finish it. So then I know my journey is not just determined by this moment. It's a long-time journey. So one, if I made a mistake, is it because of me? They didn't recognize the opportunity or didn't uh, didn't want to say yes to me. That's okay. It's something, if it's me, then I can always correct myself to do better. But also I believe the right person because I'm talking to the wrong person. They're totally comfortable, don't need anything, don't have a desire to change. It's not about me. So I quickly learned that. And uh, that's one thing. And another thing is uh, my driven is really strong. It was not just for me and my husband. It was for my parents. I think everything can be difficult. But if I have this driven, my parents that behind me, that every time I think about them, I almost have tears in my eyes, then I cannot wait. I cannot let a stranger, somebody who doesn't really matter to me at the moment to reject me, to take my why and to think my my parents I'm going to pull down the side just because I feel emotionally, I feel so upset about myself. It's not about me anymore. So when with when I have these two things in my mind, and um, I, I basically shield myself. I don't allow anybody to touch my emotional core. And that's only for me. And that's the only thing I have to to be with me for the whole journey. It doesn't matter what people say. It matters the day I said yes. That's fantastic advice. Very, very inspiring. Uh, where do your parents live now? They are in New York City. That's- they live in New York City. They are very comfortable. and uh, But I, I still want to make things even more better for them. <laughs> yes, of course. You know, what was the turning point in your business, how you became successful? What was like the aha moment? Kind of maybe a light bulb went off because um, you said people weren't respecting you. And then what's the turning point where you knew that you were a leader? Like Kind of like, you know, when you were playing piano, when you first mm-hmm. started off, you were just a little girl playing piano. And then there was one point where you realized, hey, I'm good. I'm a concert pianist. What was that turning point for you in network marketing? 
one thing: nobody can fire me. Nobody can fire me except myself. So basically, you cannot quit. Yeah, if I don't quit, I will be successful with more experience, with right people, with right moment. Because right people gonna show up at the door when I'm ready to lead them to take the whole fire with it. But as ever, everything in the beginning and、uh, it's learning. And just like playing piano, I didn't play 45 minutes concerto with orchestra from day one. It was time. But how long did I spend to to be excel at what I do with the stage? Since I was five, since I was five, and I, I can be on the stage. I, I was twenty eight years old on the stage with forty five minutes of music memorized for me and my orchestra together. I can play with them for forty five minutes, and that didn't build overnight. It built twenty three years. So with the multi level marketing. No matter how successful we are, I'm still young baby. So my mind is always learning. I never think I'm successful. I think compared with the first day I joined, yes, I'm successful. But still, there out there, there's a more higher mountain I can climb. So the only one person can cut off the whole shot is myself. My company will never fire me. Nobody gonna fire me. So that's what I love. With all the mistake I made with the multi-level marketing, the company still promote me because the more mistake I make, the more I will learn what is right way. But if I compare with all the regular jobs I had with the college teaching, they would have fired me a long time ago. So nobody can fire me. So then I got all the time and sources to be excel, to excel in this what I do. So、what? for that, I don't have a really fear anymore. Was there a sp-、uh, specific skill that you learned that you got good at, and then that really helped you business take off?、Um, particular skill, I think, uh, uh, with the people, and I, because I I studied all my life, and、uh, as a pianist, as much I benefit so much with the music world. But one thing pianists or musicians usually do have as attitude is. Self-esteem was extremely strong, and in a way, probably too strong for multi-level marketing because、uh, we don't take objections too well. <laughs> Basically, our self-esteem is too high. But at the beginning of this multi-level marketing journey, when you share with people, you you cannot be up there without understanding who this person right in front of you, and basically speak to their tone, speak to their language. Understand who they are, rather than hey, I'm a PhD because I'm good. So you need to recognize the same thing because I'm more highly educated. That's something I learned. I, I was wrong at the beginning because I thought you know I'm PhD. I recognize it, so you need to recognize it. But no, people are people. The education doesn't mean real life. It doesn't mean a lot of things. It only means one field. I concentrated, but a lot of people way more successful than me in other field in life. You just have to have the right attitude. So I was not too,、um, not too much into recognize people's personality or even really socializing with people a lot because most of the time I'm practicing by myself and I go on stage by myself. So it's all by myself. So at the beginning when I was going to show the plan、uh, to do the business opportunity with my parent,、um, with my husband, he always said, "Don't pull the computer right up there. People are people. You need to know people." <laughs> so the, I think the biggest skill I learned from this is to learn how to 
um, socializing with people, how to understand people better. They're not textbook. Yes, definitely. Uh, what would you consider your proudest moment in network marketing? Proudest moment? How oh, I had my husband join me in this journey. <laughs> That's the biggest success and the proud moment I have. Because because of, at the beginning, um, he doubted. He didn't understand what I was doing. Um, but after he recognized, he said, oh my God, this is great. We should go this together. And I think from that moment, our life goal is even cannot be even more better together. Uh, we, of course, we, we recognize each other's value a lot. We have a similar goals for life when we met, when we were dating. But the moment we, we recognize this opportunity to together, grow together, I think uh, um, we, bond, we really kind of bound together even stronger and recognize this is something because, you know, this is a field that as a couple, you can grow together or you can grow apart. And for us, we grow together even stronger. So that's the biggest success I have in this business so far. Hey, thank you for sharing that. At ML Nation, <laughs> uh, if you don't know that story, you listen, go back to Aurelian episode, uh, episode 142. He shared why he was very negative towards the business. <laughs> it wasn't until he went to an event that uh, really opened his mind and he, and he started supporting Susan. So how did you deal with that negativity uh, from your husband? Like he wasn't, he even said he would intentionally not support you because he didn't believe in the profession. <laughs> so, so is it just because I, no one can fire me, that type of attitude that you just keep on going? Yes. I'm a very, as I said, I, I learned how to shield myself with the hard skin. And if in this business, you have to be strong with your own belief. If you don't believe yourself and nobody nobody else is going to follow you. And I often tell our teams, and you know, this is a field that existing for thousands of years because religious leader, none of them, none of the religious leader start the whole business by uh, commercials. No, it's I believe my vision and this is my vision of salvation. So if you believe, join me. If you don't believe me, find something suit you, right? That's how most of the, all the religious leaders would do. They don't force people. And so in this, the same thing. And what I believe is what I believe. I hope you can join me, but I don't force you. But I respect where you are. So at the time when Aurelian was a negative, so I understand he doesn't understand the whole thing, and I don't blame him. But the only one thing I can control is myself. If I succeed and I prove him that there is a result, and I think sooner or later people are going to turn around. People cannot deny what you have achieved. It's just a matter of time. So I got the patience. And the thing practicing eight hours is a day for piano. I got enough practice. I, I got enough patience of that. So <laughs> I was not. Uh, I was not anxious. I said one day he joined. Can recognize what I do great. If one day it doesn't, that's okay. And the couple we should have. A, you know, existing in the, their own identity and uh, independent field if they want to do um, independently. But still, you're found as a couple, but it would be great if he joined this journey. So our path and everything, is, you know, the goal, personal goal and personal development can stay on the same level. Because usually what I see in the this outside this field topic is marriage. 
how people marriage failed is people didn't grow together in the uh, intellectual way and also same personal development they are not on the same stage so when one is going higher one is keeping in the same place didn't grow with the husband or wife that the communication is broken in the family so there's nothing really to communicate so that's that's the end up they had nothing to talk and then that's it and there are no more fire there are no more love there are no more understanding of each other and I, that's what I think a part of a marriage problem is like that so I do appreciate that he recognizes and so we grow together and the personal development wise we challenge each other yeah that is fantastic now you had mentioned um Musicians have a lot of high self-esteem, sometimes too high. So you basically took your self-esteem from music and transferred it over to network marketing. For people who are listening, because you mentioned like self, you have to have a strong self-esteem. What are some tips you can give people to develop the self-esteem? Everfield is new. So allow yourself to be humble, to ask questions, to admit that I really don't know this part and be able to... Um, basically really keep your mind open to learn and don't think uh, because the education level is higher that you're supposed to know all of it. No, I, I never heard of the field that I was specific, uh, specifically dealing with until I got into the field. Um, but I think the, the self-esteem high is not a bad thing. It's just for you to be confident. But confidence or overconfident, there's a fine line. When you're overconfident, then you stop learning and that's the place and you don't want to be. And so this is really, really tricky fine line. And I think it just doesn't matter how successful we are. Um, always keep our brain as a sponge trying to absorbing also some knowledge. It's because in our wisdom, we always say when the three people together with you, one always can teach you something, right? So um, so quickly I, I learned how to... Um, not toast the dignity way. There's nothing to do with dignity because a lot of people, uh, when they have high self-esteem, they feel they asking people is losing dignity. It's nothing to do to do with dignity because you show that you interest to learn and humble yourself to learn the field you don't. People actually on the other side are gonna respect you more. But if you don't know, you pretend you know, and you keep hitting the wall and you blame and certain things that you're not successful, that's the wrong attitude. And people who are observing you are going to say, hey, this guy is not too decent. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's when you're humble, learn, people will never going to look down on you. On the other side, people are going to think uh, you are a really nice human being and they give you respect for, for learning things and keep yourself very humble. And I think that's important. That is fantastic advice, uh, and we, we, we will, uh, ML Nation, I will include that in the recap when we do that about humble and building self-esteem. Really good advice from Susan. Now, back to Aurelian. How does like a French guy who is crazy with surfs in like, below freezing temperatures in the winter meet someone like you, a, a concert pianist from China? How do you two meet? I'm so <laughs> like this, this is like the extremes, right? Yes, yes. Uh, we met in cafe next to my school. Uh, and next to my school, we have this very cozy, cheek uh, coffee shop. And the, most of the students, uh, when we finish classes, including professors and, and downtown lawyers, and they're all hanging out there having coffee, have a nice break before we go to the next session of classes or um, practicing. So same time, Aurelian was uh, working around it, around the area, as a Frenchman, you know he cannot live without espresso. 
So <laughs> he went to the coffee shop, order espresso, and at the time I was he actually I believe he just came into United States not too long. So he has um, still at the moment have heavier uh, French accent. He's much much better now. And then I was at the time finishing my PhD, and I was um, just came back from Paris not long time up, not too long because I live in France for a little while for uh, exchange program to um, as a part of my PhD. And I came back. As um, I miss the culture so much, I love Europe very much. As you can imagine, in music and art, that is some kind of heaven. You know that every corner dripping the history. So uh, we were in the cafe, and I was chatting with my girlfriends, and he um, he was having espresso and talking, and then I I was like, who is this guy? Such a heavy French accent because I'm so familiar with that sound.、Um, being living in Paris. And then、um, I think he got a curiosity. Who is this Asian girl? Knows so much about France. So out of curiosity, we we start talking and become friends first. Yeah, and we chat a lot of things. At the time, I know he would go surf, but I didn't know he would be that crazy surfing the cold lake. <laughs> <laughs> so what was your reaction? Like I didn't even know about winter surfing, surfing in the、like, ice, like he has ice on his face. What was your reaction when you first <laughs> found out about I- that? Well, I was fascinated. Of course, at the beginning, I was very worried of his safety、uh, because I don't swim well and definitely I don't surf. So I'm not so good with water. So I know if he's out there, how do I help? I thought I really cannot help. It's not because I don't love you, and I just don't know how.、Um, I said you need to be really safe. So I trust him. He is the kind of guy. He will never do things that he doesn't know. He will never do things extreme as much as it seems extreme to all of you that he's serving the cold lake with ice. But I know with his personality, he never do things out of control or out of stream. He's very、um, not cautious. He doesn't have this adventurous spirit inside of him all the time. But he does have this great sense of alertness, and he always be aware of where he is surrounding wise. Nature. He's very spiritual,、um, so he evaluates the risk, and he would never do stupid things and to go into situations he's not comfortable. He's very aware of where he's he's standing in situations and surroundings. So that's the one thing about him. So I trust him. And sometimes, if I could go, I go. I enjoy watching him surfing and、uh, be on the shore. Uh, stay in the car, out of the wind. Stay of the in the、cold. car with the heat on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely.、Um, so yeah, I, I enjoy to see him doing the sports because that's important. Keep everybody need to find something to keep the balance. I think, especially in the multi-level marketing, we deal with a lot of、uh, thing with people and people's mind, and、uh, it's important because we see a lot, right? We experience a lot. We see a lot going on. And we understand that we're hearing a lot of people's life stories that usually you don't hear from the TV.、Um, so it's important to find our own balance and balance our own emotion, including physical, because、um, we do believe health is number one. Without health, there nothing can be done. 
Yeah, ML Nation, so. you definitely have to check out Winter Surfing. Go to uh, episode 142, Aurelian, or just go to um, Google and put Aurelian, A-U-R-E-L-I-E-N, and put Winter Surfing. Aurelian Winter Surfing, he's been like newspapers and like TV shows, like the news have actually done a profile on him, like this crazy guy surf, surfing on the, the the Great Lakes in New York. It's really fascinating stuff. And listen to that episode, because he really talks about mental toughness. As you can tell, Susan's mentally tough from her... Uh, piano background, <laughs> right? Aurelia, you gotta be, you know, I probably <laughs> mentally tougher than practicing eight hours a day, being like negative 30 degree weather with wind chill and surfing out there in the lake there. So, ML Nation, <laughs> definitely check that out. You know, Susan, it's awesome. Uh, you know, thank you so much for your time. As we, we're gonna wrap up, but your story's so fascinating. Before we wrap up, some really quick questions to pick your brain, okay? And these could be really okay. short answers. And one of them is, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? Mm, that's a good one. I like the one I read from Steve Jobs. Actually, believe it or not, I, be, I know a lot of people have quotes from leadership books and uh, all of that. But I, ha- I really love one thing from Steve Jobs. And in his book, he said, by expecting them to do great things, you can get them to do great things. And he said, A-plus players like to work together, and they don't like it if you tolerate B-work. So that's indicating not only high standard, high standard for other people and uh, believe they can do better, but also put yourself in a place that believe yourself can do better as well. What is one habit that's helped you become successful in network marketing? Persistence. Every day. Absolutely, every day. <laughs> I think it's a very simple, but very simple to forget. Yes. What's the best piece of advice you ever received? Best advice. Hmm. Be able to discipline your emotions every day. That is so good. It's so true. What is your favorite prospecting tool you use? Uh, so if a prospect is interested in the business, do you uh, send them a link to a video or do you meet them for coffee and use a newsletter or do you do a Skype call? What do you like to use? Um, I prefer face-to-face and uh, also the personal touch and sending to the video. If I send a video, I don't just send an email to people and I want to give them a call uh, because I don't do a lot of, we don't, at least me and Aurelian, we don't do leads for co-calling. So what I like to do is just by living the life, meeting people in the real world and um, kind of, kind of inter, interact with each other and have contact and then we follow up. And that's one way to do, try to do face-to-face if we could. But if not, and I uh, will give a personal phone call and then I send the videos. So when you meet the person face-to-face and they, uh, you want to present to them, what do you show them? Do you just use a magazine or do you, use a, you play the video in front of them? What do you, or do you present yourself? What do you use? Of course, a lot. Now I learn. Don't be the tool. So I use a tool. <laughs> so okay. I use a magazine and the videos, yes. Awesome. What is one book uh, you could recommend to ML Nation? Um, one book from our business mentor is really, really good. You can see he, he concludes everything from his own practice. Um, it's the Relationship Marketing from Steve Thompson. Awesome. And uh, Steve Thompson is a fantastic leader. He's been on ML Nation. Great episode. 
definitely go to MLNation.net. Just put in Steve Thompson, and he'll be right there. And it will pop right up. And ML Nation, I know you love audio because you listen to this show. So if you haven't read it, you can get an amazing free audiobook at MLNNationBook.com. That is MLNNationBook.com. Uh, Susan, do you also have like a favorite online resource, like a Dropbox or Evernote? Or do you have a favorite app on your phone that you could recommend? To be honest, I'm really not in um, – I don't have those things. Um, I really don't use it. I love that. You know, I love that answer because sometimes people feel like I have to know everything to apps and to build a business, but it's all about relationships. So it's, it's cool to hear that you don't use that stuff and can still grow a successful business. Yeah, I, I, to be very honest with you, Simon, I don't use Facebook uh, to get uh, leads or anything. Facebook, just most, if you look at my Facebook, most of my friends are my pianist friends. So I don't use Facebook to do business and I don't use LinkedIn either. Um, so all, at least my part of the business, because me and Aurelian, we are the same team together, but myself is all through real life and, uh, old fashioned, you could say old fashioned. I like to call people. I like to be in contact with people as a really personal relationship. So I don't use any high tech things that not because they're not good. Just, I, I'm not a kind of person. I don't know how to use it. So I use the old way, <laughs> traditional way. That is good, and that's a great transition. You talk about old way to transition to the million-dollar question. Are you ready for it, the million-dollar question? Yes. Hey, ML Nation, real quick. If you still haven't checked out my sponsoring workshop, what are you waiting for? Sponsoringworkshop.com will teach you how to approach the three different types of prospects and also avoid the five deadly prospecting mistakes that almost every distributor makes, including myself. I made those mistakes too. Also teach you how to recruit top leaders, right? A lot of you want leaders with better networks, smarter than you. I share a couple of scripts that work for you. So it's a two-hour webinar. It is long, but it is intense. And it's intense, but you'll learn a lot of things. I also give you one or two closes as well. It's entirely free. All I ask is for you to pay attention. And the webinar is also offered a couple times a day. All right, I do a couple times a day, so I know uh, we have listeners from different time zones. That's why. So anyway, go to sponsoringworkshop.com for your sponsoring workshop. Okay, that's a two-hour special webinar, sponsoringworkshop.com. Here's the million-dollar question. Imagine you had to start all over again, and you knew no one. So you didn't know Aurelian, you didn't know your piano friends, you know no one, but you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing you do to find prospects or the first place you go to find prospects and build an ML business from scratch? Coffee shop. I love that. So when you go to coffee shop, would you just smile at someone and just start conversation? Um, I absolutely uh, pay attention to what's around me. And uh, of course, I don't want people to feel because a female, you don't want people to feel you're flirty. So I think if you are professional presenting yourself, nobody gonna have that wrong idea. Um, so that's gonna be probably related with a different topic is how our, how we dress our, ourselves. Um, but yes, coffee shop. I will be curious about if this new area that I never been and especially I will very curious about try to ask the local people how things going around the local and trying to pick the brain about the best place to be and uh, a good um, local coffee shop, a good local, local bakery and get to know people. And that's the, my, my place and that's what I feel comfortable to understand 
and where the best movie theater and art and, and events. Basically, live life. If I start over for the whole uh, whole um, career with the direct sale, that's exactly what I do every day. Still, if I want to go open new markets, and that's what I do. I live life, and I want to know people from different aspects, for movie, for activity, for uh, hangout, and for for dining and for culture life. And then you easily you will come across with people and the nice people because what we see the most every day is people actually. Fantastic advice. And as we wrap up, do you have any last words or advice? And then, uh, Susan, what's the best way our listeners can connect and contact you? Um, they can find me through Facebook. <laughs> um, that will be my first name, W-E-N-Q-I-N-G, Wenqing. That's my Chinese name, Wenqing Bushiping. Or they can feel free to text me. I'm very open with my phone and, um, I don't reject everybody. And as long as everybody is, you know, have a good manner and everything. So people can reach me by my cell phone number. And what is your cell phone number? It's a nine one seven nine zero three two six nine seven. There you go, ML Nation. Definitely connect with Susan. We'll include her contact info in the show notes as well. And uh, ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you've been hanging out with Susan Boucher Pion. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.net and just type in Susan. S-U-S-A-N at the search bar, the show notes, her contact info, and all the inspiring stories and nuggets of wisdom will be right there. In order to be successful in network marketing, you must help others. So Susan, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thanks so much, Susan, and God bless you. Thank you so much, Simon, for this wonderful opportunity for me to uh, reflect on my thoughts and it helped me to reflect my thoughts as well. Thank you so much. Hey, ML Nation, before we go to the recap review, if you really want to grow your business, hey, go take a test drive of ML Nation Insider. Find out what other members are talking about. ML Nation Insider is my weekly coaching program where you can ask me questions. We get a live 90 minute training. Um, you ask me any questions you want. You can ask as many, 10, 20, doesn't matter. Ask them, I'll answer them on there. You also get uh, inside a membership where I have over 17 I think, courses. Uh, these are courses that sell from 17 to 14, 47, 17 to $47. And as a member, you get them access for free. All right. And there was a lot of other goodies like newsletters, private Facebook community, but you can definitely go check it out. Hear the testimonials. Now here's something special for MLM Nation listeners only. You can get a, a dollar try for the first seven days. Okay. You can test everything out. You can ask me all the questions you want. If you don't like it, you can cancel it. Um, after the seven days, you can download all this stuff. I don't care. A dollar for the first seven days. You can't get this on the website only through the special link, mlmnationinsider.com. Okay, that's mlmnationinsider.com. So go check it out, and I look forward to helping you out with your questions and growing your business. MLM Nation, a super inspiring story from Susan Boucher Pion. Wow, I know that episode is a little different than normal. But it's just fascinating. I mean, I love this profession because you have people from all walks of life coming, you know, a concert pianist. And then out of 150-something episodes, 158 episodes, right, first time we had a concert pianist on the show that performed in different countries. How cool is that, right? Someone who, like, at the age of five was practicing four or five hours a day and then later on is practicing eight, ten hours a day and uh, 
into network marketing. Concert pianist with a PhD and all that. So a couple of recap and review. But first of all, make sure you go to mlnation.net and connect with Susan. Uh, Susan and her husband, Aurelian, are fantastic couples. Yet, If you haven't listened to Aurelian's episode, that was episode 142. Fantastic couple. Um, just put in Susan in the search bar, mlnation.net. The show notes will be right there. And also her contact info, her phone number that she left is right there. Her link to her Facebook is right there as well. Couple of notes here. Number one is the mental toughness, right? And for Susan, she basically took uh, her mental success, her success from from her music into network marketing. And if music is just you know a couple of things, it's like you don't quit, right? You don't quit, and the and also long term. And I, you know, I've read this so many times that like you want to be a concert pianist, it's not overnight. And now you've heard, I'm sure you've heard that analogy, right? You want to be a professional player, you want to be a doctor, you want to be a concert pianist, you're not a concert pianist in a couple of months or a couple of weeks. And the same thing in network marketing, right? You have to be patient. And there you go, concert pianist Susan, you know, Susan started five years old and took her, like she, what she said, like 23 years until she performed on stage in a major concert hall. 23 years! And the good thing is network marketing could do a lot quicker, it, it, but you still need to be patient. You have to be patient. You know, a uh, couple of things. is One thing she did, she looked for t- people who were similar to her. Even when people were negative to her, she looked for people who were similar. You know, with PhDs were frustrated, she knew who to go to. Another thing is, you know, she shared about her why, her parents, well, her why. And like, when the why is not about you, it becomes so much stronger, so much more powerful, right? Because we quit on ourselves. I think this is a theme we've talked a few times, but just the thought. And she shared with me as she, uh, when I first got to know her that when she first found out her mom was in a tough situation, she couldn't sleep for three nights. She couldn't sleep because she was worried about her parents and the retirement. What's she going to do? So that really, really inspired her. You know, your why make it bigger than you. Another thing she talked about, you, you can't, you know, in this business, you know, no one can fire you. Right? No one can fire you. Your destiny, that's the best part. We control our destiny. If things don't want to work out, you can change. We have the power to change. We have the power to change our thoughts. And while thoughts, it changes our actions. No one can fire you. No one can take the business from you. You know, And even if things don't work go well for your company, if your company unfortunately goes out of business, you have the skill set to go and start again. Right? What you learn, no one can take away from you. As, a, as opposed to your job, you're gone, you're gone. Right? No one can take, and you really control your destiny. Um, a couple other things is like, you know, when you talk about building self-esteem, right? Building self-esteem, uh, taking that self-esteem. If you have weak in self-esteem, being humble, learning, le- always constantly learning, learning, and people don't look down on you when you're humble. I think that was one of the big takeaways. People won't look down on you when you're humble, and always being humble and learning, and, and being having a positive attitude because people are attracted to that. And when you're always learning, that increases self-esteem, right? When you're listening to ML Nation, when you're reading a book, when you're listening to audiobooks, you're increasing your self-esteem because you're learning more. You're becoming, you're being that leader. So good. So, uh, awesome show. It's just an amazing story. Like, I could have talked about that. I was just fascinated with, like, professionals, concert pianists, and how much time it takes to be a pro. And, you know, long-term, it's a long, long-term journey. Definitely connect with Susan. Awesome. And the last thing she talked about, the million-dollar questions, live life, right? That's how she met her husband at a cafe. Just smile and meet people. Be genuine, meet people. And I think another thing, cool thing is she does it old-school way where she doesn't, um, she doesn't even use technology and stuff. It's just building relationships. And by the way, it's 2016. That still works because network marketing, at the end of the day, is a relationship business. So 
ML Nation, awesome episode. Definitely connect with Susan. And if you like this, please do me a favor and leave a review. Subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. They mean a lot. We have a team of five people that put on these shows. It takes a lot of work to definitely pump them up and motivate them. And uh, that would be a big favor for not just me, but really for them to see those reviews. And lastly... Go share this with others. And we're all on this journey together. You know, it's just so cool. We've got a concert pianist on the show. Anyone from in a different type of background is going to be successful. And we have over 100 million people worldwide. ML Nation, we're all in this profession together. So be proud. Be a pro. And remember, go out there and help someone because we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. So prepare to take off.